Hi, and welcome to a new episode of the State of the Net podcast. I'm Paolo Valdemarin. And I'm Ewan Temple. And welcome to episode 41. Mm-hmm. Uh, episode 40 went well. Actually, we did got an email. Uh, somebody sent, did send an email to podcast at sotn.it. Aha. Uh-huh. My dad, actually. But <laughs> hey, it, it was an email. Oh, that's, yeah, they all count. And a nice comment on a blog from Jed. Yeah, that was very nice. So, and, and actually, and actually, another comment that uh, was shared with me on Facebook that said you need to get out more and try more text editors, but I didn't tell you that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I, I, I will definitely try more text editors. <laughs> I, I, I found very funny that when you posted it on your blog, actually, all the links were missing. But that's not probably, the text probably editor. Probably because of your text editor. Well, the, if the text editor can't integrate with your systems, it's not a good environment. It's not the effing text. All right, text. that's not... That's not, that's not. Um, it's my last week in Italy. Ah, right. It's my last week in my 40s. <laughs> it's all coming to an end, isn't it, really? Yeah, yeah. I'm... I'm slightly disappointed about this what making it to 50 yeah well you'd rather not have made it to 50 look look everything was sort of expected so it's basically saying well you know everything you will not feel like you are that all every you know you just feel like you're 20 and uh, and actually i probably in better shape i I am better shape today Mm. than i've ever been throughout my 40s (laughs) my 30s yeah um, so all that is good. What, what about the wisdom? I mean, we were supposed to be wise at this. Point. Oh, you're, you're not bad, Paolo. That is that is the bit that I find disappointing. It's like I find I'm a usual fool. I I was expecting to be wise at this point. Well, well, uh, at risk of hubris, um, I have to say, at sixty, I am feeling I don't know about wiser, but certainly more. Uh, Able to cope, yeah. Compo- composed is just the right word. Yeah, equable. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Less Probably. bends, less bends me out of shape. Apart from people not using text editors than than, than ever before, really. Or using handles <laughs> when they should be. Yes. So, what do you think about the new Apple products? Well, it was. I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed the. Uh, the show, show. Uh, especially the bit with uh, you know the Tom Cruise figure running around the building and turning out to be Tim Cook. That was great fun. Um, I I'm not going to spend any money. There was nothing there that was for me, as it were. But I I mean, gosh, that new iMac is a hell of a machine, isn't it? Um, yeah. In so many ways, the screen, the sound, just the thin design looked lovely, and and likewise the uh, iPod Pro. That's a beast. Yeah. I mean, uh, I I have the 2018 iPod uh, iPad Pro, and uh, I mean, I'm sure that this is much faster, but I, I don't feel that my uh, iPad is slow at any time. So yeah, well, I mean, that's uh, why I I'm not upgrading anything because even my what's that 2016 iMac does everything I need it to do. Uh, my iPad does everything I need it to do. My phone does it, you know. This is one of the problems they create for themselves because the technology goes on and sort of just keeps working for so long. But those iMacs are gorgeous. <laughs> I would see that's um, one that's one thing that will happen as you get older, Paolo. 
I tried. You, I tried to convince my wife that I that. tried to convince my wife that she really needs one of those. You know, what, it's pink. Uh, whatever you know, purple, whatever color. But they they are beautiful. Yeah. And uh, something that I found a, a small detail that I found super clever is uh, that uh, the new Apple TV, you can actually do the color balance with your iPhone. Yeah, I saw that. And you can control the tele- is, yeah, you're controlling the telly effectively, yeah. Yeah, yeah but but the, but the fact that you know you, you in order to f- tune the color balance of your TV, which on most TVs is slightly wacky or off, yeah, you can just and, and of course the iPhone has all the sensors that you need to you know read the light, read the room, correct Close. colors. Yeah, yeah. So you just you you need to hold the phone one inch from the screen, and uh, the oh, system will just uh, will just it, right. do the. Right. We'll just do the, all the color balance, which Clever. so it basically can see the screen, it can see the room, it can do all the calculation, and you know put in a, a correction profile. Clever stuff, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, well, well, it's, I, uh, no, go on, sorry. Now speaking of, of corrections, um, something uh, not related to the new products, but that I have found out about recently, which I think is super cool. You can do something similar with your um, AirPods. So you can basically, uh, if you get an app that uh, allows you to create an audiogram, so basically, you know, one of those little testing apps where you have beeps at different frequencies and you cl- tap the button until you can hear it. Um, and you can quite easily create an audiogram. So, you know, that chart to show you how well you're hearing at different frequencies. So if you store the audiogram in uh, uh, Apple Health, then you can go to Accessibility, AirPods, and uh, there is an option, Tune Audio for Audiogram. So basically, when you're using your AirPods in transparency mode, they're actually compensating for your hearing loss. Clever again, and, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, and I have some. I mean, I the, the higher the frequency, the frequencies, the less I hear. And mm. now I can actually hear much better with my uh, my air. Basically, it's a hearing aid, uh, just as a <laughs> byproduct of having. I thought you'd become fifty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's pretty interesting. Cool. Actually, one thing one thing that we should mention about the um, Apple announcements was was the podcasting stuff. Uh, yeah, and for people who didn't see it, uh, they're they're launching a subscription service, which made my heart think sink. I thought, oh no, not them as well, because everybody seems to be putting stuff behind a firewall, um, but it, or a paywall. But it's not that. It's it's allowing podcasters to have you know some means of gaining financially from doing it, but it doesn't then preclude them from having the podcast available elsewhere and um, being able to build channels and stuff. It just looked like a good supportive move rather than a negative one and and it'll be interesting to see what the new podcasting app is like as well yeah i mean i had a look at the i mean i i got an email as a author podcast author um today and had a look at the new tools Mm -hmm. and uh, most of it is not there yet and you need to create uh, you need to to pay for a subscription yourself in order to set up these additional features mm-hmm. given that i don't think we're going to charge for our podcast anytime soon i, no. I didn't no. i didn't do that 
Um, but uh, yeah, it actually looks um, quite interesting. And you know, I I think that there, there are so many creators of good content, and you know, having yeah. the opportunity of monetizing some of it is you know better charging for subscription than you know putting yeah. stupid advertising in it. And also the fact that you, I think it will help people find relevant podcasts a bit better as well. I think it's going to be more curated in that sense. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't, know, I don't know about you, but I sort of swing backwards and forwards like I do with most apps, but between uh, Overcast and the Apple Podcasts app, and it's funny the things that frustrate you. So the native podcast app frustrates me because of the way it handles Listen Next or whatever it calls it, because um, it's full of graphics and you can't see half the podcasts that you might want to jump to and you have to press another button to see it as a list, and I find that really frustrating. And I like the way Overcast just lets me see the latest podcast and I can easily knock out the ones I don't want to listen to and it anyway much much easier but the Overcast app despite my best efforts and despite the shortcuts that it comes with doesn't respond well to Siri commands Mm -hmm. and which I find frustrating when I'm driving so it it just doesn't work as well as the native app in that respect so it will be interesting to see what they do to whether the interface gets worse or better I might might go back yeah you are a way more sophisticated podcast listener than I am I mean I just go listen to one and I'm done (laughs) (laughs) I I don't think I ever go from one podcast to the next one Um, I I don't do that but I don't want to have to faff around too much when I next want to listen to the next one I -hmm. guess is what I'm saying yeah no no I I, I get it and I don't and I it's funny because I've just cleaned a whole load of them out Um, some of them like Mike Break Weekly, which I've been listening to for 20 years. And the reason I clean them out is, I guess, twofold. Firstly, I'm sort of of a mind to be less twitchy about technology. Um, yes, it's given me a lot of pleasure to find out about the latest apps or the latest bits of kit, but it also induces its own sort of, uh, I don't know, pressures in its own way. Um, so I've removed quite a lot, and the reason I removed Mike Brick Weekly was I got wearied of one particular guy. He's <laughs> just so increasingly anti-Apple. I'm thinking, well, what are you doing on an Apple podcast then? And it just, I thought, if this podcast is making me grumpy, I'm grumpy enough already. Um, I'll take it out. So yeah, so I've trimmed back on a lot, and I'm not listening to so many podcasts because I'm not driving so much, and I'm not walking around. London like I used to, which was when I did most of my listening. Um, so yeah, I suppose it's just that you know, in, intake hygiene thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't actually listen to any, I've never been listening to any technology podcast. Mm-hmm. I mostly listen to interviews or try to find interesting people podcasts. Yeah. I mean, I still listen to Mike Power Users because they've got great tips and practical stuff and I like the sort of tone and the way they do it. So that, that's going to stay there. But yeah. What do you think about the AirTags? I've got nothing that I'd need them for. Um, the only thing I'd really, really want them for is my wife's ear, ear pods. But that ain't going to work. You can locate your AirPods. You just no, 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 ear pods, ear pods. Ah, you're she loses them on a daily basis, so there's no way we're paying 250 quid for a pair of them. <laughs> it's uh, no, I, I, me too. I mean, I, I, 
I looked at the product, said, "Oh, this is cool. If I had it, I would." Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I I, w- I don't know exactly where I would put it. I would say, yeah, you know, you could put one in my backpack in case I lose it. Oh, in case you ever but go in anywhere. In any case, yeah. <laughs> but it, well, if I if I will ever go anywhere again, but you know, my backpack, if I lose it, is probably full of Apple products, and they're all in fine my like. <laughs> and <laughs> yes. if the, my Apple product would not be in my backpack, I would wouldn't care very much about it. Yeah. So it's yeah. uh, it's exactly. it's kind of saying, yeah. yeah I mean, I might buy one just to to see how the experience works, uh, but uh, yeah, it's not it's not that appealing. Uh, and, I, and most of the people, I I mean, I've, I've read a few uh, responses to it, and and uh, yeah, most people have these same things. And yeah, I don't lose my keys, I don't lose my bag, so what's the point? But probably many people do so. Let us know. Send us an email. <laughs> yeah, I mean the only the only thing I could see myself doing it is, is tying it onto my cat so that it could tell me if it's ever getting nearer to little birdies that it's about to massacre. But I don't think that would work somehow. Well, the other th- the other thing is that in order to uh, know where it is, it needs to be in range yeah. of uh, yeah. a relatively modern Apple device. It might not be your Apple device, yeah. but uh, I mean this thing is not broadcasting its position or this thing is just nowhere it is relative to, to an yeah. iphone yeah yeah um so yeah i mean it's uh, it's uh, you'd, you'd better buy a phone for your cat well or the birds or the birds yeah or you can put or you can put air tags on on the birds so <laughs> you can make sure they don't and i could buy one of those 400 dollar hermes uh holders for the air tag yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's for the cat. <laughs> um, something I I I wanted to talk about today is you wrote a post, a couple of posts in the last uh, weeks around consulting and uh, helping people in business. Um, what what was the one with your you, you dreamed about? Well, I thought, I, my recollection was, see, this is also what will happen to you, Paolo, as you approach 60. You'll not remember what you wrote even last week. But I thought it was the same post. And it was basically, it was a dream that I'd had about some young lad sort of just on the point of going from being a skilled individual, being paid for what he did, to growing his business and having to take on other people and therefore having to manage other people. And it was the fact that my, uh, he, he was sort of wanting me to tell him what to do. And I was resisting and describing what I'd done in similar sort of situations and uh, was sort of extrapolating that into how rarely we need to be told what to do uh, but being given some context and background information on what and why we might do is a, is a different thing. Because I mean, I think it was this post, and there was another one about consulting in businesses. But but I think in both cases. Oh no, you're right. The, yeah, the second the business the business was about was about getting frustrated about when people just don't. They ask you to come in and fire them up, and you do your best, and then you go away, and you know that nothing's going to happen. So yeah, there was the two posts. <laughs> because I mean, and I'm not saying that this is directly related, but uh, especially in the startup 
ecosystem which, which is where i spend most of my waking time there are so many consultants of of all types that are very good at giving you know advice and uh, context and uh, guidance and uh, instructions um but are always very careful about not doing anything or not getting really involved in the in the complexity and and i'm not saying that uh, you know you you necessarily need to become an employee of the company but uh, it actually reminds me there is a um in the tv show west wing there is a famous episode um for the west wing fans where the leo leo mcgarry character tells a story to josh lyman character and uh, and it's a story about a guy who was walking down the street and falls in a hole and he can't get out and uh, a doctor walks by and the guy calls you know doc can you help me and the doctor uh, writes a prescription and throw it in the hole and moves on and then uh, a priest walks about and the guy say you know father can you help me and the priest write a prayer and throw the prayer down prayer down and then a friend walk by it and the guy in the hole say joe can you help me and the friend jumps in the in the hole and said you know why did you do that are you crazy now you're both stuck here and the friend said oh don't worry i've been here and i know a way out and i've always thought that uh, you know when i get involved with uh, with these companies with you know typically young founders or perhaps you know experienced people but they're kind of starting their company for the first time i always jump in a hole with them and uh, it's it's bad in a sense in because you know you kind of end up getting involved and uh, and there are emotions and there are there is a lot of stuff going on there but at the same time i'm feeling this makes sense only if i can really help you if i can really you know get my hands dirty and understand what you're trying to do and i've done this before so i can help you yeah so that's to some degree i can tell you what to do or at least i can tell you what mistakes not to make but that so that so you but but that before we go further because i just think it's important to clarify the original post and it's come back to me now because i don't think you're i don't disagree with you necessarily because the the original post was a uh phone call that I had with Dave Snowden and, and another friend, David Creelman. Oh, yes, yes. And it was a story from Dave about having be- worked with Peter Drucker and Drucker was bemoaning the fact that, from his perspective, consultants should be sort of inspirational idea generators who move from company to company and, and, and do that, firing people up, giving them big ideas and then letting them work out how to achieve them. But the, the industry, and this is where I think it's different from what you're talking about, the consulting industry with a capital C became a factory. And, and it's full of 20-year-olds who've never had a job, don't know their arse from their elbow, and do great PowerPoints based on the things that you've told them about your business, which you knew anyway. Um, and there's, that's, that's, sadly, the biggest chunk of that whole industry. And it's created a sort of dependency... And people have got into a role of, you know, I've seen this myself, rather than making a decision, they'll pay somebody like McKinsey's to come in because then if it all goes tits up, it's not their fault, it's McKinsey's. Um, mm-hmm. But it just costs an awful lot of money and doesn't move you forwards. 
So it, it was no, that, it, it, that kind of cynical standpoint we were coming from when, when we said that about not doing or not, not, not. Well, there still is an element of if you get too involved in the doing or the telling what to do, it's it still sort of creates a dependency that needs to be watched. And I and I agree. Is is so? I completely agree on how useless the capital C consulting industry is. Um, it it's crazy that they still exist, but yeah. you know, I mean, haven't they realized that it doesn't work yet? But I know. Uh, well, nobody cares because um, it's just the game yeah. that you're meant to play. You don't, you know. So I completely agree on on that part. Is on the you know you need to stay outside and just give inspiration and then move to the next one that uh, i've seen i've seen so many times especially and, and i'm not talking about large corporations i'm talking about you know small smaller mm-hmm. companies um you know getting these people that uh, give them inspirations and gives them you know some pre-baked wisdom which might or might not be based on their actual experience and then move on, and and very often I I kind of see this. I said, well, but you know, if you don't tell me, if you don't tell them how to do it, if you don't actually connect your theoretical wisdom with their practical problem, they're not going to figure mm-hmm. it out. Mm-hmm. No, I can see that too. And if they were smart enough to figure it out, probably they wouldn't need you anyway. So, I, I well, mean, I, <laughs> there's the rub. That, I mean, that that is. That's maybe where I got to a dead end. <laughs> I, I think I think that I, I basically don't think that uh, once you get uh, you know old enough and wise enough and experienced enough, you can just go around and tell people story and expect them to figure out what to do with them. Um, I mean, probably it's fine for some, uh, and and I see so much of this. Um, but I always find that uh, you no, know, but no, hang on, that's, I'm not, that's that's too easy. A, I mean, yes, there are people who do that. But for instance, I did a did a call for a group of uh, angel investors recently, and in the uh, you know in the sense of what you're just saying, I was the old got, the old boy, been around a bit, thought about stuff, telling stories about what I'd seen and what I thought it meant. But in exactly the same way that we do on this podcast. And I was really struck by how many times during the call people said, "Oh, that's interesting. I'd never thought about that." Right. Oh, so, but, so, so to me, that's that's, that's interesting that they're in a position to be building technology that can be having quite considerable effects that they hadn't stopped to think about. Look, I mean, I think that there are plenty of opportunities where telling stories to people is useful. I just wouldn't put it in the consulting category of, of or, you know, if it is consulting. Is yes, the the word, it's maybe the word. It's the, it's the way the word gets used maybe is the problem, isn't it? It's too... Too broad yeah, and too contentious. I, 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 I think that the, the my the 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 start of my thinking about this from reading your posts w- was the you know oh the consultants should just inspire and move from company to company. I was thinking, yeah, okay, that's useful, but very often that's not yeah. enough. Yeah. I mean, everything else you wrote, I agree with. I mean, it's 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 completely. It it just it made me think to a bunch of uh, of characters that I dealt with recently and it's like saying oh shit you know 
another thinker, another one who knows the right <laughs> way of doing things. Yeah. But then when you actually ask them to do something, it just goes, oh, you know, that's not, not my concern. Oh, see, There's so that, also this detachment that, uh, you yeah. know, you need to be detached. And I'm thinking, yeah, I get it because, you know, I would like to be detached very often because uh, because my problem is that I get too involved and then it becomes, you know, complicated yeah. uh, because I fall in lo love with these founders. It's like, oh, now I want to help you. Yeah, I want yeah. to do anything. But then it always becomes complicated. But on the other hand, you know, just sitting outside and telling them, well, you know, son, one time once i was in your situation this is what i did it's like but, yeah, see, it's, not, well, but it's not that lucky so i don't think it's that either i think i think the value is in conversations with them and helping them to think through things and maybe provoking them to think about things they hadn't thought about or in ways they hadn't thought and in order to do that well, you have to have some sort of relationship with them. But also, in order to do that, you must be able to listen to what they are oh, saying, totally. what their totally. problem is. Totally. So that's why I'm, so I'm saying I don't think you're right. It doesn't happen. Um, yes. Okay. Agreed. But I, th I no, think no, not to, not to any of us, not to any of the people on this podcast at the moment, <laughs> but others don't. Well, but see, that's where I, that's why I gave up. Because that, to some extent, that was what they wanted me to do. You know, I just wanted to dig in with them, work it out, and, ha and have a go. But they sort of either wanted me to do it or wanted me to give them some magic formula, mm -hmm. neither of which I was going to do. So, so I think the norm has become, either become labour that makes me not have to do it myself or... Give me some formula or a PowerPoint that I can just follow and then when it goes wrong, it's your fault and not mine. Too often. Not all the time. Too often. Yeah. So, there was... Uh, on this day during the French Revolution, they were executing people. And uh, on, on that day, there was supposed to be the execution of a general, a bishop and a consultant. So, the general gets on the contraption you know guillotine and they ask you do you have any last words and he says you know i've been fighting all my life i'm not afraid of death just you know go ahead and he stick his head in the hole they pull a lever the blade falls and stops one inch from his neck and he pulls the head out and they say well you know we tried but god save you you're free to go bishop goes up his last words are, you know, he's been waiting to meet his creator all his life, so he's not afraid. Stick the head, pull the lever, blade falls, again stuck one inch from the neck, and he is free to go. And finally, consultant gets up, and, you know, his last words are, guys, if you don't get rid of that knot in the rope, you're not going to get anything done today. See, telling people what to do never works out, Paolo. Well, the, the the thing is that uh, you might have a practical thing to say, but not not necessarily helpful in that context. I'm just thinking how amazing, always amazing, your your English is, and the ability to tell jokes in not your native language. 
is is something that brought back a memory, which I probably shouldn't tell on this podcast. But I was in a restaurant in the south of France, and uh, you know my French is on a good day with enough glasses of red wine, good enough to to tell jokes. And so I was telling the joke about this uh, Arab learning how to castrate camels. Um, but of course forgot the fact that I'm telling it at the top of my voice in French in a French restaurant where everybody else is understanding the joke. <laughs> so if you want to know, this Arab says to his mate, how do you castrate your camel? And he said, well, I just get these two big bricks and white them together over its testicles. And the guy winces and says, oh, does it not hurt? And he said, well, not unless you get your thumbs caught between the bricks. <laughs> How do you say thumbs in French? Uh, something like les doigts. I can't remember what the thumbs are, actually. I didn't know at that time. And claqué <laughs> and all sorts of different words. I was expanding their language considerably just to get the idea across. <laughs> Which, from the response of the whole restaurant, I think I did. <laughs> yeah, now, telling jokes in other languages, it's, it's interesting because it's not just about translating them, but no. it's, it's, it's trying to figure out the... The rhythm and the, the, the using the right words. Totally. So it's it, it's totally. actually quite hard. Yeah, yeah which you did very well. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, please send your feedback to. <laughs> we're not. We're never gonna get subscribers at this rhythm. Oh, I don't. I don't know. We could have a whole new thread to our uh, careers. Stand-up comedians. <laughs> Yeah, we must stop our day job and That's right, yeah, well yeah. <laughs> so did you check if your data was leaked in the latest Well I sort Facebook? of I can't remember the name yeah. of the site, but there is a site that you can go into that can check against various data leaks and I sort of did that and yeah, then yeah, yeah. ended up wading through other bits and pieces that I didn't really care that much about and weren't a great surprise. So no, I don't know for sure. Um, but although I do know apparently for sure that Zuckerberg's own data got leaked, which is kind of kind of slightly funny. But yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, there is a very good uh, newsletter that uh, it, it's it's an, an Italian newsletter about uh, uh, security, and um, they were actually categorizing all the different type of excuses that uh, companies give for their data leaks and where they never admit that it was their fault in any way, shape, or form. And it's it's starting to. I, I'm wondering if this is starting to get embarrassing for these companies. Yeah. I mean, if there is enough people out there that are starting to realize that you can't really trust people with with your data. It's interesting, isn't it? I mean, I've probably got too cavalier an attitude about it, but and clearly haven't been yet subject to true identity theft, which can be a pretty miserable experience. Um, but I think in ter- for, for me, in a, in a way, it's just that grinding innovation of more and more people phoning me with spam calls or trying to pretend they're something when they're not. And, you know, partly that's one of the risks of the Facebook thing. They know so much about you potentially that they can put together convincing scenarios that make you think they are who they say they are sort of thing. But uh, I'm so ruthless about that. I mean, it's quite funny. Our neighbours got some temporary work doing calling, not quite cold calling, because these are people who've got some circumstance, they sort of signed up for this, but she's just banging away phone call after phone call. 
doing it remarkably well, being a very pleasant, convincing, hi, I'm such and such. And um, but I was saying to my wife, she's getting a lot further than I let most people, you know, unless it's my mum, unless my mum, unless it's my dad uh, or her mum um, on the phone. We sort of know it's spam before they've even started. Mm-hmm. And if they sound too chirpy, I just hang up within ten seconds. I just don't. I had you know. uh, we had so an that's how interesting I protect case yeah. last week um, where two of my colleagues got an email allegedly from me, um, mm-hmm. which was uh, saying it wasn't really coming from my email address, but of course it it read like it was. Yeah, I get those a lot from other people. Yeah. And it was saying, "I'm at uh, hey name of the person." Uh, I'm at the conference right now, which is, I mean, really, <laughs> there are no conferences. Yeah. There haven't been conferences. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, was, that was the bad that part. That script could be thrown out. <laughs> I, I'm at a conference right now. I mean, it could be I'm in a call, uh, but I need something for you. Can you give me fa- your phone number? And, uh, in, yeah, right. and in both cases... They replied, and immediately after that, they got a, a message on WhatsApp saying, "Oh, look, uh, I need you to buy me some um, gift cards, and uh, I'll give you the money when I get back." And you know, they they ping me both of them, and I immediately notified the whole company, "Hey, if you get the message, it's not really me." But uh, it was, uh, I mean, both of them gave them gave back their phone number, even if really, even if it was really? like, yeah, in your company, yeah, fire them. <laughs> it's uh, it's um, I mean, they, they gave the phone number, and immediately after that, they they contacted me on Slack saying, you know, did you really ask for that? And it kind of said, no, I didn't. Um, so it, it 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 kind of it never went too far. I mean, in one case, I literally told him, "Okay, give me a phone number. Let's see what they, you know, what happened." Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, it was uh, it. It's uh, these attacks are getting sophisticated. We we had yeah, another yeah. case uh, last week of uh, of somebody who got their uh, Facebook account uh, hacked. I think. Um, most likely because it was a reused password, and uh, you know that that is the simplest and uh, most dangerous uh, uh, way of attack yeah. is uh, having the same password on multiple services. So, guys, I, I heard my friend Sil- Sylvia was talking about one the other day there, where she was getting. I didn't fully understand it, but it was some email that was coinc- that was attempting to convince her to take some action, but that was coinciding with delivery from the Royal Mail of some sort, and it must have been some sort of registered post from the Royal Mail, because she was tweeting and trying to alert their, grab their attention and say, look, somebody's hacked into your systems because they seem to know where I'm getting this kind of an email, therefore we'll be more susceptible to an email supposedly looking like it might be about that delivery. So that's dodgy. Um, to yeah. say the least, uh, they are getting. They they are getting. I, I don't remember exactly how it went, but uh, a couple of years ago, another colleague of mine got his iPhone stolen, and they basically managed to get his password, this iCloud password, s- with the very very clever 
process. Uh, I don't remember detail, but basically because he set his iPhone as lost, which meant it had a number, they managed to get the message back to him and with the URL, which was a fake uh, iCloud uh, site. And he went there, he entered his uh, password. And of course, at that point, they had the password, they could unlock the phone and erase it and sell it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's, um, yeah, it's, uh, you got to be very, very careful about everything. But most of all, don't use the same password on two different services. And most yeah. of all, two things that I think are, are super important and I always tell everybody, uh, make sure that your email is secured, that you know you don't have your, uh, you, don't, you have at least a couple of layer of authentication and you don't have use, that password is not used anywhere else. And as much as possible, try to use a public email service for your registrations and not your own domain email. So it's it's much it's much harder for somebody to break into your yeah. Gmail account than you know if you are using your own domain. It's kind of easy to steal the domain because you can probably send an email, send a get in touch with your yeah. registrar, convince them to hand over your email, the, the, your domain. At that point, they can impersonate you, yeah. and that is a very easy uh, line of attack. So. Well, this is why I, I'm increasingly using the Apple email service. Yeah, the Apple, to do that. Gmail, a burner email. Yeah, I mean, well, we know because the, the Apple one is where it's it's it relates back to your Apple email address, but that's not one they use. Mm -hmm. They create a sort of burner address. But oh then yeah, they know on their servers that the two relate to each other, so that's quite a robust. Oh yeah, yeah. Thing. When you use the when you use the Apple login system, yeah, sign in with Apple sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's very clever. Yeah. All right, and after this very good bit of advice. <laughs> yeah, well, stay safe. Yeah. Don't answer the phone. Don't go out. Wash your hands. Don't, don't talk to anyone. Stay away from people. Good luck. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.